Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Pockets Full of Soup. I'm your host, Jared Petty. I'm joined today by Jackie Butler. I know. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, Jackie, uh, where do folks know you from? Uh, from uh, Twitter, probably. Yeah? From Twitter? Yeah, pretty much. Twitter through Fredo's stream. Fredo? Who's that's Fredo? Alfredo, please. Alfredo, please. <laughs> yeah, so my you, significant other. Yeah, your significant other, but you're a streamer, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been really busy with school and other stuff, so I've been focusing on that predominantly okay do you still stream yeah. for fun uh once in a while but it's mostly playing with him while he's streaming okay so it's you are that. often player two yeah uh, uh, what are you guys <laughs> yeah. streaming together uh we've been playing destiny we've been doing the new raid um we played rainbow we just whatever we feel like doing we were supposed to play wow together i was supposed to introduce him into wow but i've been just really busy with school really busy with school what are you going to school for uh well so i wanted to do nursing i wanted to go into the gaming industry for years upon years but then i decided as of lately that i want to start going down the path of nursing instead oh and um eventually the end game is physician's assistant so i want to be like pretty much in the surgery room helping the doctor now that's a very important change in in career path. What moved you toward the medical profession? I mean, I was thinking about becoming a nurse for years when I was in high school, and then I decided against it. My mom kept like pushing me to try to go towards that, and then I was still focused continuously on gaming industry, and I wanted to really pursue that venture, but I just I didn't want to do that. I decided for nursing because more and more I think about it, I want something that in the long term is extremely fulfilling and that I want to be able to take care of my parents eventually one day and mm. I want to be trained in just that field. And I think physician's assistant um, specifically, I really want to be in the surgeries and like helping the doctor and be hands-on with the medical procedures Okay. more so than just a regular nurse. And so you decided to approach that this way. You mentioned your parents. Actually, I, I do want to ask you, um, mm -hmm. is there any connection between your folks and your visit here today? Is, is yeah, there... actually, I want to talk about my dad. <laughs> okay, well, why don't we get right to that? I'm going to ask that first question that's always the same until I decide to change it. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Tell me about somebody you're thankful for. So, I mean, growing up, my mom, actually, her first child was a miscarriage. It was supposed to be a son. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so that was rough for them on their relationship and their marriage. And then uh, she went on to have a second son, and then she went on to have a third son. So, clearly, uh, the, the male pretty much predicts the sex mm -hmm. because of the sperm. And they just weren't going to have a girl. And my mom really wanted a girl in the family. And since there's already three it just wasn't going to happen. The statistic is just extremely low after I did having not a third know child. That. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so my mom kept um, harassing my dad pretty much and saying, hey, we're going to adopt. <laughs> so they decided to go to Kiev, Ukraine. Um, I was actually the only girl in the entire orphanage. Okay, we're we wow. Okay, <laughs> know, so it's a, it's we've got, okay, so there's mom and dad, and there's dad, and there's there's they're gonna they're, they want to have a girl, and yeah. suddenly in Ukraine. Let's 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 roll it back a little bit. Yeah. This is amazing. Okay, <laughs> mm -hmm. all right. So first off, you you want to talk about your father? Mm -hmm. uh, your father and mother are. Where's your dad from? Uh, where where is he from? He grew yeah. up in Philly. He grew up in Philly, yeah. and uh, he met your mom where? Uh, also in Philly. She, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and they got married around when? I don't know the timeline. They try. My mom tries to not tell me her age because it's the whole woman thing of like. Oh my gosh! We really? don't want to talk about the whole ages because she wants to be younger than she actually looks. You know what I mean? You don't know how old your mom is. I don't. I don't know the exact age. That's intriguing. So I have like a timeline, a general. I think you're around this age, but I'm not exactly sure. The what about your dad? Uh, the, the, same. Do you, <laughs> you don't know how don't old know. your parents are. That's amazing. Do I you know. know their birthdays? Uh, yeah, I do. But the thing about it is like. It's never so. I've always been closer to my dad growing up than my mom, actually, okay. and we'll we'll get into that like when we start talking more and more about um, sure. me and me, uh, my dad and me being close. 
but um just how, how do you know how many candles to put on the cake oh my too many too many you <laughs> no, just put too you know, many then... they, they just put normally like one big one or just like a few small ones scattered around and That's... even then my dad doesn't really like the whole aspect of birthdays celebrating birthdays he does he's oh. never liked that um so not a big thing in your family yeah, yeah we, it isn't my we, family is a little bit different <laughs> we recently had uh, i can't wait to hear more about this we mm-hmm. recently had uh um uh, marty sleeva visit the show and we found out he didn't know how old he was for several years Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. He just forgot just how forgot? old he yeah. was. Yeah, he okay. lost two years of his life. It's really um, weird because I was actually thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> I'm 23, but sometimes I'm like, am I 24? Am I 25? You just said they're like, I'm not sure. <laughs> just go back and figure it out. That, that's yeah. a lot of stories like that. So your father and your mother met in Philadelphia, got married at some indeterminate time, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then um, your mother had a miscarriage. Um, yeah, which is it's a really big deal. I can't even imagine going through that, like carrying carrying someone for a while and then just having it. Yeah, I just can't even imagine it. And the stress on the relationship, she was extremely depressed for a period of time. And then they eventually tried again, and the next try was successful, and it was a son. That's uh, so. How was, uh, has your father ever talked to you about that period of time after the miscarriage and before the second Actually, child? Actually, no. My dad has never, it's very interesting. My mom has been the one to tell me that stuff. My uh-huh. dad doesn't really like to talk about that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's a period of his life. My dad. Is... Yeah. I mean, me and my dad, we try to talk about the really positive things. We try not to go into the super, super negative stuff unless it's it's serious where we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's never talked to me about that time period, but my mom has. But then they have two sons uh, yeah. after mm-hmm. the miscarriage. My two brothers. Uh, your two yeah. older brothers. Yeah. Uh, what are their names? Colin and Garner. Colin and Garner. Oh, mm-hmm. good days. What's your dad's name? Don. Don. What's your and mom's my name? mom's name is Donna. Don, Don and, and Donna, Donna Butler. <laughs> Don and Donna Butler of Pennsylvania. Yep. <laughs> Did they ever have a discussion where they're like, maybe we shouldn't do this because then we're going to be Don and Donna? Like, I love it. I, I love, love it, it too. It's adorable. But uh, yeah. just, oh, that's like, if you know, it's it's a dangerous thing. Like, okay, you, like your 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 boyfriend, his his name is Alfredo. Right you're Jackie, so you're mm-hmm. safe. But if you're like uh, like you know rhyming names for example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know if i don't know now i can't think of it but if you're mackie and jackie or if you're it's funny you say that because we actually have a follower named mackie okay. really... <laughs> mackie and jackie exactly yeah. and then suddenly you're just like can we ever be happy together i mean <laughs> i can never change a child like if i have a child i can't name them patty mm-hmm. you can't have a patty petty mm-hmm. you can't have a betty petty that can't oh, i know you have to look at the names first yeah, and last name very important mm-hmm. if you ever have a child what do you want to name I mean, so my real name before adoption was actually Natalia. Oh. So if we have a if we have a girl, I do want to eventually give that girl the name that I had taken away from me. Natalia, so. that's extraordinary. What a mm-hmm. beautiful name. It is. It's really pretty. And speaking of that name, let's go back. So you, you have two brothers and your mother and father go, we want to have a girl. Mm-hmm. And the genetics say that's not going to be possible. Yeah. Or it's mm-hmm. very unlikely. At least. Yeah, extremely low. So your mother originally purchased the idea of adoption, you said? Yeah, my mom was the one who was all about it. She wanted to adopt. She wanted a girl, and she wasn't going to give that up. <laughs> How did your dad feel about that? Uh, so, I mean, he was on board. He eventually was on board. I think it's one of those things where a dad, well, my dad, loved having sons. Okay. <laughs> it was one of those things where he was just all about that. And I think that it was more of my mom who wanted a girl, but he was done having kids kind of thing. I think oh. that's what it was. But once she started really talking about it, doing the research, doing the numbers, and like looking up everything, I think he got on board pretty fast. Okay. So there was no like no special catalyst that rolled it over. There wasn't like a. a it was just my that, mom pushing hard, saying, like, "This I'm is going to happen." I, yeah, she wants a girl. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and so the answer is to go to Kiev, Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, where is this? Where you were born? Were you yeah. born in Kiev? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, was, and uh, the orphanage was in Kiev. And, okay. So let's yeah. talk about the orphanage for a moment. Um, 
how old were you when your parents met you? Uh, I was only a few months old, like three months old. Three months old. Yeah. And I want to show you this baby. That's what I wanted to show you. Really right. Would you adopt me? Let's be realistic. That's kind of scary. <laughs> Um, I was not an attractive baby at all. So I, make sure they see that. This, definitely yeah, we're not. definitely, I think we're going to fade this image into to the video to make sure. If you're listening on audio, guys, uh, we'll make sure we have this somewhere attached to Listen, show notes or so, something. You, okay, I, was, so, I had very big eyes. I look like an alien, like a little alien baby. You have really large eyes yeah. in this photograph. I mean, you have stunning eyes in, 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 in adult life. And I... I like this baby. This baby looks... It's this, a very funny photo. This baby's just kind of like, hey, what's up? There's like something really interesting going on on the other side of the mm-hmm, camera. Mm-hmm. So you were three months old. Um, I was the only female in the orphanage. In the orphanage. And let's... Yeah. let's you're an orphan. Um, yeah. What happened to your mother and your father? So it was a closed adoption. I'm not exactly sure of everything. And the thing is, I know my mom's first and last name. Her name was Roxana Seiko. But the spelling of Seiko over in Ukraine or in Russia, there's just like four or five different spellings. I don't even know if I could physically find that person ever if i wanted to find that person mm-hmm. um also is close adoption so i have no there's nothing i can't trace it back for people who don't know the meaning what is close adoption um it means that the parents or the person who is carrying the baby the mom for example can choose to give surrender the baby up for adoption and that there's no details to trace back it's entirely closed so you can't um get in contact with that person again they're just surrendering you without any details okay so your your mother took you to an orphanage and you have never known why um, no. And you've never known who she is, no. And you have no memory of her because you were three months old when your parents, uh, uh, when your parents that adopted you and made you a butler, mm-hmm. uh, came and first met you. Yeah. <laughs> so they came to Ukraine. What's your? Does your dad have any anecdotes about that trip? Does Does he remember it well? <laughs> I mean, they were talking about how it was supposed to be a quick process that ended up turning into three months. <laughs> okay. And uh, they were there for a while, and they were eating cans of soup, and there was like only one McDonald's, and like, like uh, it was really far away. They were saying there was like no good food okay. or anything. So they and were I, in Kiev for three months. Yeah, it was it was during a bad time in the Soviet Union, like okay. when I when I was adopted, and it was just it was a long process for them to finally close the entire deal, even though they're more than qualified and certified mm-hmm. to be parents to adopt. Yeah, but it was it was a long process. So you were twenty three years old. What year was this? around then because uh, I'm really bad at math um, this would be about uh, 1993 92 right? 92 okay yeah. mm-hmm. so right after right at the transition point right right when the Iron Curtain has gone down and and everything is changing very quickly yeah 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 mm-hmm. goodness and and if you weren't around for that guys I, I I'm an old man I remember it it was it was like half the world just suddenly changed real fast in a way that nobody completely understood and every assumption you had about a good portion of the planet earth kind of turned on its ear and and life in ukraine and russia mm-hmm. and, and and the former republics was never the same um so your parents come right around that time there's mm-hmm. a mcdonald's there's cans of soup where do you get in the soup i don't know i don't know the details you don't know the soup stuff. details you were well, very small I didn't, I didn't ask details about the food they're eating i guess I well it's kiev i'm just thinking chicken kiev mom, every day chicken one kiev. of the things my mom did tell me she was always saying when she was there she saw so many beautiful women and just yeah, to, yeah my mom was telling me about people? the beauty of the people yeah and um when they got me actually i was just wrapped i was naked wrapped in a blanket <laughs> Really? Okay, so they yeah. do they meet you and then have to negotiate? Is that how it worked or do you know? I, I actually, it's weird talking about it now, but That's I okay. probably should. My mom hasn't really, I think it's one of those things where my mom doesn't want to relive it because she wants me to realize that like, we're your parents now. You know that what I mean? We don't want you to sense. think about 
that as much. But at the same time, me and my mom actually didn't have the best relationship growing up okay. when I had my teen years. So that's probably why I don't know the full-blown details. Okay. So I'm asking you a lot of details about a time that you obviously can't remember that yeah, you haven't yeah. talked to your parents about. So I do want to ask you this. Have your mother or father ever expressed to you why it was you? Well, one of the things I like to think about is they could have decided. So my mom actually talked to me about she was thinking of adopting from an Asian orphanage, too. So she was originally looking at Ukraine and she found out that there was one female. And then on top of that, she wanted to go over there and uh, see me first. But they were also at the point looking at a different orphanage in an entirely different country as well. But uh, I think once they did actually visit and held me for the first time, my mom was settled on it. Okay. What about, what about your father? Have you ever talked to him about the moment he met you? Uh, yeah. My dad became a big softie. <laughs> my dad became a really big softie. Um, we have a special relationship. My dad has always supported me, even when I was in the wrong in teenage years at times. Like, my dad's always rallied behind me, and he's always been very, very supportive in all endeavors. Um at a, at a young age, I got into video games because of my brothers were playing. And my mom was always like, oh, females aren't supposed to do this. And you, oh. you should. Yeah, I know. Um, the no, whole, no. That, the I, whole I, gender roles thing. And, uh-huh. and, and pretty much <laughs> she tried to push Barbies on me, which I did at times like Barbies. But I, I was really more into like going outside, being active or playing just different um, games with my brothers and gaming. And uh, so like at, at one point, my mom eventually saw that I was getting, I don't know if you've heard of Sarge's Heroes on N64. I have. Yeah. And uh, have you heard of the fighting game Dark Rift? Yeah. Yeah. So Dark Rift, my mom like saw the, the characters I was playing as and seeing what I was doing and like even Goldeneye. And she's like, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be playing games like this. You shouldn't be doing stuff like this. This isn't, this is too graphic for your age. And it just, it just isn't. How old were you at that point? I don't remember. I was pretty young. So you, you've come back home. You're, yeah, well, let's show because this is about. Oh, yeah, I jumped like an entire. No, jumping big gap. is great, actually. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. jumping around is fine because mm-hmm. we're telling the, we're telling the story. It doesn't have to be chronological. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I, I might have dwelt a little too long in Kiev. So let's let's pull it back. You're back in the United States. Your name becomes Jacqueline. Jackie, Jacqueline Butler. Yeah. Okay. What's mm-hmm. the M? Uh, Mary. Jacqueline Mary yep. Butler. <laughs> Uh, did your father name you? Your mother name you? Or... Uh, my mom. My okay. mom. Your mom named you. Yeah. So you come back to the stage. Come back to Philadelphia. Uh, no, we were living in Cherry Hill. In Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and you said at the beginning of the show, this is about talking about what you're thankful for your father. So you've alluded to some yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to? Why don't we start with the differences between your mother and your father? You said that, that growing up as an adolescent, you had some difficulties uh, with your mother, but that your father and you had a special relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what defines that special relationship. So, uh, I mean, my mom and me we have that connection of like mom and daughter. There's a, there's nothing like having a mom and daughter bond, but just when I hit teenage years, I rebelled hardcore. We just didn't see eye to eye. Even before that, it started with video games and what I wanted to spend my time doing and what she wanted me to do were just different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad's always been the one to advocate for, if it makes her happy, she should do it. She, it doesn't matter if there's something like holding her back or if society says this person shouldn't do that because of a gender, she should be able to do what she wants. Okay. And that happened with video games my mom started trying to step in because she realized I was getting more immersed in it and just the games that I was playing were more like they were older they were M-rated at times and they were violent yeah they mm-hmm. were violent and uh, she just didn't she didn't want me she, want, she didn't want me doing that and my and dad she just considered that inappropriate for anybody or inappropriate for a girl well for her daughter but also for a girl okay. she, her, we were just fundamentally different people growing up she was a che- well I eventually went into cheerleading we can get into that but she was into cheerleading dancing super into beauty pageants mm-hmm. 
super feminine. She, she thought of, the, of she thought of, at, at that age that there were things that girls should be interested in and things mm-hmm. that boys should be interested in. Yeah. But your father differed in that. Yeah, my dad d- did entirely. When I was playing video games with my brothers and with him, he was just all about her having fun and trying to get into stuff that she actually likes and finds common interest in. And um, me and my dad would always play against each other. And like we played Madden, we played Mario Kart. He was super competitive, which pushed me to be even more competitive and want to win because if I didn't like to lose, especially against my dad. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so it's your brothers, your dad, and you all together. Yeah, all playing now, video games. Is, is the time all four of you guys together, or is it more you and dad time? Uh, it's with all of us, but there's times where we definitely branched off, me and my dad alone together. When we played Sarge's Heroes, we would play multiplayer, like the best. I don't know if you remember the bathtub map. Where uh, the no, I don't remember the bathtub. Oh, okay. So like we, we would go off and do our own thing. We play Mario Kart against each other. Um, there was we play Pokemon Snap together. We played a lot so of stuff a lot alone. Of, a lot of games for you and your dad. Was your dad just yeah. into video games this whole life, or is this something? No, I think that... it came with kids. Actually. Really? Okay. <laughs> it's one of the, yeah. Definitely think it came with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So let's let's talk about your dad for a second as we, we've, we've kind of gotten to the beginning of you and then we've hopped to, to adolescence. Let's talk about, no, it's okay. Again, this is how it works. Let's talk about your dad. Okay. What, let's, let's take you and your brothers out of the picture for a second. Okay. When your dad's just off being your dad day to day, what's your, what's your dad? My dad like? hates people. He hates people. <laughs> my dad is a, my dad, if he could go live out in the woods alone, by himself, with peace and quiet, surrounded by books. Do you know that Twilight Zone episode with um the guy at the library? Sure, Burgess yes. Meredith. Yeah, yes, time enough that, at last. My, oh, another thing, me and my dad, I'm going, I'm so it's all okay, over the place. you're doing great. Me and my dad loved watching Twilight Zone episodes growing up. We marathon through every single time it would come on um, sci-fi. We'd marathon through those. But my dad is definitely one of those people who, he just, he's tired of people. He's tired of people's shit. And How he long has he been be tired a- of people? Was he born tired of people or has he become <laughs> that over time? It's interesting because my mom says he's... He's definitely shifted over time, ah. but but as uh, their marriage progressed, he, he's definitely tired of people. Okay. What what do you think caused that, that fatigue with people? Um, I think it's one of those things where just, just the career he worked, he works as, in the post office. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, he worked on, he tried to start up his own venture and it actually made him go bankrupt, okay. which is an entirely another story. And it just, I think it's one of those things where he's just come across so many people that he just isn't, there's too many times where you have an expectation of how someone's going to be and then they just, they just let you way down. Well, let's talk about that, that venture for a second. Mm-hmm. How, how old was that before you met your father? Or? That was before I met my okay, father. Okay. So that was before you met your father. Uh-huh. What, but you know, what was, what was his dream? What was his venture? I think it was like PI. I think he was like investigating. No kidding. Yeah. It was very, I I just know a very general idea of what this was, but I'm pretty sure it was investigating and like doing criminal investigations. Getting a PI's license. Did he had a background yeah. in law enforcement before that, or what did he? I'm actually in... not sure. I think he did. Okay. I'm pretty sure he did. So he moved into private investigation, but the business didn't succeed. Yeah, it didn't. It was rough, and uh, it actually caused him to go bankrupt. And uh, that was one of the really difficult parts of my uh, mom and dad's marriage, to be honest. Uh, Mm -hmm. My mom is, it's rough. My mom is one of those people who she doesn't let go of things. Um, She holds on to things forever. That's just how how her personality is, and she just doesn't let go. And that that really messed up their relationship. She just held things over his head. Okay, so you felt like that. So she was frustrated because that bankruptcy had happened? Yeah, and then just other things in their marriage. And mm-hmm. they're actually going through a divorce right now. Which right is, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the process of going divorce. So I've been 
along with schooling and a bunch of other things, uh, I've been dealing with their emotional side and listening to two sides of a story and finding you've out all this stuff. You've got a lot going on in your I life right so now. I have so much going on right now. You, it's you, just, goodness, you've got a lot oh, going on. So much. Life, life doesn't let up. So your father's business didn't work out as you'd hoped. You went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And he ended up working in a post office. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, thankless job? I mean, it's a job. The yeah. thing is, a job is a job. I. I wish, like, if I was rich, I would honestly just put him in the woods with millions of books and <laughs> <laughs> a ton of good food and just... Is this a fantasy he's expressed or is this kind yeah, of something he's Yeah, he together? is. Yeah. But I, I've imagined this through my head as many times as I've heard it. He's like, I'm just going to go off in the woods on my own. Like, <laughs> So he's tired of people. Is he tired? Is he... Do you ever get the impression he's, like, he's tired of you? No, no. No, you guys are okay. Like, so. Me and my dad, it's crazy. As many times as, like... You know, I know I've disappointed him in the past in high school and stuff like that. But as many times as as I, something might come up or or I might contact him because something bad is happening or even just little things, he's always so positive. And mm. it's it's crazy. He's really all about the law of attraction. And he's just, he's just trying to be really, really positive. Because I think in the past, he just wasn't a positive person. And he's gotten to the point where, in his life where... He realizes the only way he's going to be truly happy is if he continues to be positive and surrounds himself with positive people. And ah, so he's tired of people, but he's keeping well, a positive his, his attitude small, and sur- his small okay. groups of people. So like he's ah. really close to my brother. It's weird. My two brothers, it's separate. My one brother is super close to my mom, and my other brother is super close to my dad. So okay. he um, ha- gains a social like he's socially around like my brother the most but yeah. around other people he's not he's very insightful he's mm-hmm. very intelligent but he only speaks when he really has to speak or he has something profound to say okay other than that my dad's quiet now you say profundity what's uh can you think of something profound your father said to you i mean i wish i would i could have brought in like a million books that he sent me through the mail of all yeah. his little teachings that he tries to like cool down my anxiety or my anger and like i feel like he sees himself through me oh that's so interesting it, how so? Yeah. What, what what about you reminds your father of himself? I mean, I get angry easily. Like, I, I just get fed up with people really, really easily. And I feel like that's actually changed a lot with me and Alfredo's relationship. I've became way more patient. It's like night and day difference. That's interesting. Why is that? Um, It's interesting because he also reminds me of my dad, which is very interesting. He's uh, very calm. Um he talks he tries to be like really calm and stable like when we when we do actually fight because no relationship is perfect everyone Mm -hmm. knows that um he's a calm one i get upset for a little bit but then he calms me down i realize like what am i actually getting angry over i'm (laughs) there's no reason to fight with this person i love this person like there's just no reason to fight how does your father handle anger um so growing up he wasn't the best my dad got really angry around my mom and um, there was a lot of times where we'd just storm off. It was one of those kind of things. But I mean, towards the end, when I was still living at home, it got to the point where he just stayed more quiet. He became like more and more quiet, which I tend to do. When I get upset, I don't start screaming. I just get really quiet. So it sounds like there was a lot of tension there for a long time. There the was. Uh, one of the biggest things that I do applaud my parents for is the fact that they stayed together while we were growing up, while we were kids. We, I was allowed to have a... A, a nuclear family. I got a mom and a dad for the longest time, and they waited until we were grown up enough for us to physically like go out on our own and pursue our own stuff before they got divorced. And most, a lot of people don't do that. They don't want to sacrifice their happiness I'm glad, just because kids are involved. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to ask you something about that. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, obviously that's a very that's a complex situation around yeah. around divorce, family, nuclear family. I. I there's so much there, but mm. I want to focus it in on you and your particular situation for a moment. You were adopted in Kiev when you were three months old. Mm-hmm. You don't know who your biological mother 
mm-hmm. was. You don't know how she spelled her name mm-hmm. uh, or why you were there. Mm-hmm. These people came over from America, brought you home, and for your life, they have been your family. family. They are your family. Mm-hmm. What point in your life did it click that it could have been different for you? That if these people hadn't come along, that you would not necessarily have that nuclear family. That, that What was it like growing up and having that, that switch flip. And can you describe that experience? I mean, it's interesting because my mom and my dad sat me down before the time. They waited till I had some common sense, but wasn't fully there to the point where I would hate them. If yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when they were telling me, um, they told me the whole story of my adoption. I was sitting in my mom's bedroom. My dad and my mom were next to me. My mom was getting really nervous that I was going to start being really upset, but I actually took it really well. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay. How old were you? Yeah. Do you remember? I was really young, but yeah. I was to the point where I had enough common sense. I forget the exact. But you, so you comprehended. I comprehended that I wasn't their blood. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. adopted. I was brought over from another country. But your I response was kind of like, saying. "Hey, cool." Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't upset by it. It, yeah. it didn't. It didn't really take me back. It's kind of. It's kind of weird. My mm-hmm. reaction was just like normal. That's to not it. weird at all. I, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. what you did. No, I don't yeah. think that's weird. That mm-hmm. was just your particular reaction. You know. Yeah. You don't need to be uh, disparaging about <laughs> the fact that you were cool with it. Um, <laughs> I know. You're uh, you and your father. Um, you talked a lot about playing games together. Yeah, uh, you've mm-hmm. talked about the fact that you both you have some similarities in temper. How you deal with again other people's crap. I guess would be yeah. Uh, would, uh, I put mean, a, yeah. Another thing that I want to like make point on is going back to the whole gender roles thing. My first CD I ever bought. My dad took me to a Barnes Noble, and it was actually a Rob Zombie CD. My first CD I ever picked <laughs> out. And it, this is me, like, on the playground in fourth, fourth, I think fourth or fifth grade, literally with my green little, um, with my uh, CD player. Yeah. Like, it was uh, Apple Sparkly Green listening to Rob Zombie, like, Dragula, the song Dragula, Living Dead Girl, <laughs> and, like, in fourth or fifth grade. And, the first like, CD you ever bought yeah, <laughs> It's really crazy if you really think about it. <laughs> no, no. I did the first, the first CD I, I ever bought for myself, the first the first music I ever bought for myself, I will mm-hmm. never stop being embarrassed by this, was yeah. um, was the single of Meatloaf's uh, uh, Anything for Love. <laughs> really? Uh, that was the first thing I ever... The first CD was The Eagle's Hell Froze Over. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. It, we Our musical tastes grow. And I actually, know, I, I, know. I, I think but Rob I Zombie... Love Rob oh, Zombie, yeah. that, I actually kind of really love Rob Zombie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's great. It's weird. I walked around Barnes & Noble listening to the music, putting it on. I'm like, I came to his CD, and his CD was just like really like dark, like horror-looking image. And I put it on. I was like, this sounds great. Like, Okay, so so, so two, first off, Rob Zombie again. Uh, did you see the baby metal thing recently? I didn't. I oh, didn't. my gosh. He it? was touring with baby metal for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And some people were being you know mean to him on Twitter. And Rob mm-hmm. Zombie just turns into like the like, kindliest old grandpa. He's like, they're just a bunch of nice girls trying to make some great music. Yeah, and yeah. you need to shut up. Like, it's just like. <laughs> Apparently he's oh. a really, really nice, like laid back, relaxed guy. In That's real what life. I hear. He yeah. seemed great. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But second, um, this trip to Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Did you go there? Was your dad like, today you shall buy music, or were you like, Dad, I want to go buy some music, or you just, or no. were you just browsing? And you're like, you saw this awesome cover. So growing up every Wednesday night, my dad would actually take us out to family dinners, but my mom actually never came with us. It was oh. uh, one of those things where it was just me, my dad, and my brothers, and we'd go to some restaurant, we'd eat together, we'd sit down at a family dinner, pretty much, and then we'd go do something thing small afterwards and I always like I love books let's go buy books so okay. my dad took me to Barnes Noble and then I hadn't really ventured into the music section but my brothers who are older than me did and I was like 
I want to start listening to music. <laughs> okay. And so you... So, like, really like, listening to how music. How old were you, you think? Fourth grade? Really Fourth grade, you yeah, said? Something like that? Yeah. Okay. So you find Rob Zombie. I want my first CD. So my dad's like, okay, you can pick one. So I looked around. And your dad was cool with that. Just like, you know what's the worst part? I think it was between, like, a, a Now CD. You know those generic Now CDs? Oh, like, the, Now That's What I Call Music? Yeah, it was between that and then Rob Zombie. And I was like, nope, Rob Zombie. I think <laughs> you dad. won. Did your dad approve? <laughs> like, yeah. was he, like, he did. He did. He's like, are you sure that's what you want? And I'm like, yeah, Dad. And he's like, okay. <laughs> did he listen to your music? Did he try it afterwards? My dad's definitely heard it. Like, I blasted it. and My dad definitely knows what it is. Was and- he a music guy? Uh, yeah, but he listens to entirely different. He listens to more of like jazz, and it's okay. a complete opposite. Very different world. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there is there a a nexus where you and your dad's music meet? Is there something you both love to listen to? No. Okay. There's- <laughs> no. <laughs> there's not. <laughs> what about you mentioned um, you mentioned books? You said I love books. So, yeah, I want to go to Barnes and Noble. Yeah. I love books. Your dad, your, your dad loves books. Oh yeah. You, yeah. you keep hitting similarities here: games and books, and your attitude yeah, toward yeah. other people, and mm-hmm. your anger. Mm-hmm. What what what? What's where do you dad you and your dad meet on books? Uh, but my dad reads a lot of philosophy books. Oh, okay. Um, we don't meet in that, but we he likes a lot of sci-fi. So like one of the things that stuck out to me a lot was he used to read. Um, do you know Invasion of the Body Snatchers? I do. So he used to have a reoccurring. I know this is. I'm going all over the place in this. Exactly. <laughs> he used great. to have a reoccurring dream of of that just taking place and just like deja vu dreams of that. And like the more he told me these stories about his dreams and like the stuff that he was reading, which they do, they influence the stuff that you read influences your mind and, you, and your thought and what you actually dream about. And so I was like, I want to read more sci-fi stuff. But even before then, I was at that time period, I was playing. Um, PC games like Maple Story, and I was playing World of Warcraft, and it, that stuff helped me with liking that genre of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's where we connect on that level. I like some of the philosophy books he sends me. I try to read it to him because of he tries to incentivize me through reading, like with notes. And sometimes he'll slip like money into the book at the end of the book. <laughs> he bribes you to read. Yeah, I know. He likes slide. Well, he bribes me what I, what he wants to influence on okay. me and what what I should take away from the book. So he'll hide it at, like the end of the book and be like see if you read it or not kind of thing and like when we do talk but he's very very spiritual now he's changed a lot um his anger has definitely gone way down uh he's just he's he's grown a lot and i respect that i respect from what i saw growing up which wasn't the best environment for kids with with them fighting Mm -hmm. and um sticking it out actually like sticking working it out and then to the point where he is at now even going through a divorce he has nothing bad to say about my mom like Mm -hmm. he just doesn't and I, i think he realizes that yes some some of it was his fault they're both at fault, but my dad just become a way more peaceful person throughout it all, and I respect what's, that. Uh, what's what drives you nuts about your dad? What drives? Uh, my dad is one of the reasons why my dad and my mom didn't work out. Is very secretive. Hmm. Um, I think one of the things is that like it, it's hard for him to open up. He was never honest about his feelings growing up. He was very very closed off. Uh, I feel like what I did actually see from him outside of them fighting was just really really positive i never really got to talk to my dad uh one-on-one about what he is experiencing and what emotion he just never really talked about his emotions at all okay so and that 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 closed offness was difficult for you yeah that's uh did you ever ask him about that growing up I mean, it was one of those things where, like, he had so much on his plate where I didn't want to stress him out even more. He was already super busy with work. He was having a rough time with his marriage. And it's one of those things where, for me, I didn't want to bring his day down even more and make it more negative than it needed to be. So I was always trying to be a positive influence on him. That's really neat. What about, um, 
Is there ever a, uh, a moment you could think of where you made your dad cry? <laughs> where I made my dad cry? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that happens often. I, I mean, Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think one of, the, one of the hardest times growing up where, um, I mean, one of the times where he's been super supportive is when I was in high school, when I got to the point of where I was getting, like, I just stopped caring altogether about high school because of like the stuff that was going on at home and whatnot. And uh, I tried really hard. I was like, the one redeeming thing right now that is going to save me in any way, shape, or form is if I make the cheerleading team. I know that logic makes no sense, but it was because of one of my close friends uh, was super like into cheerleading. And that's where I would be spending most of my time with this girl and her and me really, really connected. And uh, my mom and Bear, after I went through a grueling, like just the freaking worst experience going through tryouts. And it was like over 200 girls and only like 10, I think it was like 20 girls got picked or no it was like it's like 30 girls got picked it was pretty bad and it was just like really really hardcore every day for a week of just doing stuff my mom just came in and just after I got it accepted when we were in our first meeting in front of 30 cheerleaders plus their moms plus our coaches literally embarrassed me in front of an entire goddamn room of people what did she say she got embarrassed over money I know it all, it all comes back to money but like uh, she was upset because of she didn't want to pay like so much money for tumbling classes and for the uniform and our school was considered one of the best um, the best cheerleading teams in the district and in, in New Jersey at the time for competitive cheerleading and it was just a lot the funds really added up and at that at that point me and my mom weren't on the best relationship as is so she kind of just had like a mental I want to say a mental breakdown in front of like 30 girls she started like yelling at my cheerleading coach and saying like this you shouldn't be forcing families to like pay this much money it was just a really traumatizing experience and then she ended up storming out of the room so i'm just sitting here were you, you know? and you were still sitting i was still sitting and like did you, i did just you felt think your mortified was, do you think your mother was like obviously you said there was some frustration with you because you you had done some things in high school you yeah at that point you'd been disinterested yeah mm -hmm. was her frustration about the stress at home was her frustration i think it was about fr you? frustration was at home about... i think it was the fact that i wasn't applying myself to the full capability and because i didn't care about school i think it was because of her and me weren't on the best relationship i think it was also another spiteful thing that i was connecting more with my father and not her i wasn't talking to her we would go literally months walking around the house not talking to each other at all it was but bad it was really bad you, she, she took it out on it it's one thing that made me happy something that oh. she knew that i went through like yeah have you and your mother ever discussed that since i never want to talk to her about that again <laughs> have you and your father talked about it that's this whole story goes back to my dad my dad was extremely comforting and uh he just kept telling me that's your mother that's her personality like mm -hmm. you're not going to change someone when someone hits like a certain age, they're just not. They're not going to change once their brain is fully developed. Like it's just not. That's their decision making. It's not going to happen. So I mean, like I said, there's been so many moments where my dad, regardless of anything that I've done, he's been there. Did that comfort you? What he said? It did. It did. It uh, it helped me a lot. And my dad, regardless of what I want to do, whether it be the gaming industry, or nursing, or anything, like my dad's always been there. Yeah, he's there now. He's encouraging of, of you moving into this career, though? Yeah, he is. He's, he's really proud of me. I mean, like I said, I didn't apply myself properly in high school. I was too caught up in family issues, and I just wasn't happy. I wasn't. And um, so moving forward, now that I'm back in school, I was doing school for about a year and a half ago, give or take, and I'm just doing exceptionally well. It wasn't the, ever the fact that I wasn't intelligent enough. It wasn't ever the fact that I... Like, I didn't have the capability to do it. It was, I wasn't applying myself. I wasn't yeah. mentally in the right state of 
of applying myself. Yeah, yeah. There's no question you're smart. I don't think there's a, that you lack the ability at all. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody that's listening to this is going to think that. I uh, uh, did you finish high school? I did. Yeah, I did finish. Yes, I did. I mm-hmm. while you were. I, I want to go back for a second. I don't mm-hmm. want to put you through too much pain here, but I do oh, want no, to ask. There's, there's one more question related to this that I mm-hmm. have for you. You said you were you were you were off the rails in high school. You weren't talking to your mom at home. You said you got it into your head that cheerleading was going to be the fix. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. mattered to your mother. It mattered to your friends. Mm-hmm. It came to matter to you. You made it. Mm-hmm. The moment was. You, you used the word traumatically. Robbed of its sweetness. After that, Jackie, in the long term, your father came to you and explained what had happened as best he could. You said you appreciated it. Did it change anything for you after? Did, did, when you step, you know, did you find joy in it after or was that taken from you? So with the whole cheerleading experience, like I had, I was playing video games at the time as well online and I had like my online friends. So I had that group of friends, but I didn't have anything tangible in person where I was really connecting to, I had like my small close knit group of friends, like my guy friends who I also play World of Warcraft too. But this one girl, she just, she meant the world to me. So cheerleading and and the fact that we would be like with each other way more often, that was like, I knew that was going to make me way more happy. Yeah. And uh, the fact that it was actually stripped away from me, like after my mom knew everything that I had been like, I went through just to actually like get to the tryout point and succeed. Uh, she knew how important it was to me. Like I did cheerleading when I was in middle school and she saw how happy I was then. And yeah. then I, I took a huge gap break. And, uh, when that was stripped away, like I just, I lost all, that was really bad. Like me and my mom were on terrible terms, even worse terms, yeah. uh, after that. And, um, it just, my dad, like I said, my dad, regardless of what I do in life, he's always cheering for me. <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about your dad's constant support for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. You said he still sends you books with little notes in them. He does. Uh, do you remember the last little note you got? <laughs> well, it, we were actually on the phone the other day, and um, he was pretty much saying that like <laughs> I'm gonna have a whole pop quiz after this <laughs> next time we talk. And uh, I mean, I it, he just writes little things, and he tries to the, the one of the things that I want you guys to realize about my dad is that. What we didn't touch base on is one of the biggest things in high school, my dad didn't have money. My dad went bankrupt. And my mom and my dad were, they were at the point where they weren't helping each other out financially. They had separate bank accounts. My mom was at the point where she just didn't want anything to do with him kind of thing. And um, me and my mom weren't on good terms as well. And even though I was adopted into a lower middle class um, family, it wasn't like that. It actually wasn't like that at all. The money was super managed. The money was going to my mom's biological sons. Um, my brother was an AP student, so all the funding was going towards his schooling and uh, just everything to do with him. And so I was literally walking miles upon miles through snow, through rain, because they didn't want to. They didn't have the money to buy me a car, and yeah. I wanted to work. I was working at GameStop at the time. Okay. And um, I would literally just walk like miles at night for hours just to go to like a minimum paying job it was like seven dollars when i started out and uh my dad anytime he would try to even buy me little things like even like i know this is really silly like um sandwiches from uh 7-eleven or or not 7-eleven i forget what the heck the (laughs) the convenience store is now 
Um, I would always tell him no because I knew that my dad had no money. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where even though I was working, I was spending it on things that I needed or I thought I needed, like makeup, you know what I mean? Like little essential things or like for me, I needed. Have you have you told him what this meant to you? No. No? no. You kind of tell him? I mean, he knows. I think he knows when I, every time I told him, like, I don't want his money, you know. That's beautiful. I'm, yeah. Sounds like a good dad. <laughs> he is. And like like I said, even when things happen in my life, and I know he has no money, and he's going through the divorce, so he came into a little bit of money just recently, he, he would always try to, like, do whatever he could in his power to find money, to, like, pull resources together, and just to make it so that I could fulfill my dream. Like... Uh, in the gaming industry, when I wanted to go to like a gaming event, he had no money, but he pulled money together through uh, selling stuff and whatnot to give me a plane ticket. Like he's huh. always putting himself second when it comes to me. You're first for him. Yeah. This is a, a very personal question, but I do want hmm. to ask it. Um, I see in your story you've told today a kind of a dichotomy uh, in 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 the arc. You, your mother really wanted a daughter. Mm-hmm pushed very hard to have one at the time from what you understand your father he wasn't even particularly interested they traveled they traveled to ukraine mm -hmm. found you your father turned into a softie he did <laughs> your mother who desperately wanted a daughter you and hers relationship you've described many times is strained mm -hmm. your father who wasn't particularly interested in the beginning in mm -hmm. uh, as you've described it and having you has become your closest confidant and uh, provider. Yeah. Mm. What does that dichotomy mean in your heart? What What does that mean inside of you? I mean, it's interesting because that that did happen growing up, but there isn't. It's not like there wasn't times where my mom didn't rally for me. Ah. I want to speak of one time that's kind of a big deal because of when you when you have a family that has two that has kids and then you bring an adoptive kid into it. There's obviously going to be tension to, at some point. If, if the kid is getting more attention or if they're getting away with stuff or just anything is happening. There was a time, I love my brother now, but I will never forget these words that were said to me. When him and me were in a fight one time, he looked at me and he said in front of my mom, which my mom instantly like shunned him and, and yelled at him. He's like, you're not a part of this family. You were just bought. Yeah. And so that was the moment where my mom actually stepped in and was like, hey, like that's a really messed up. You can't say stuff like that. You know, and uh, there wasn't, I had times like throughout my childhood, that was on the younger end when I was still on okay terms with her. But there's been times where she has stepped out and stood up for me, but definitely not anywhere near as much as my dad has. Yeah, your father's been yeah. consistent. Still, that's an amazing, I can't even imagine that. I, I have no context for what it would be like to be told what yeah. you were told there. Mm -hmm. I, uh, thank you for being willing to tell these stories. I know they're not easy. Which I mean, I've never, I've okay. never actually gotten to talk about these. Like I've never actually gotten to tell people about these stories and it's just stuff that's been sitting in my mind and I haven't actually gotten to be voiceful about it for a while. And it's like, it's one of the things with my dad. I, lo I love my dad. And I don't think he'll ever actually understand how, how much I actually love him. You know, you going to send him this. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing it with me. I appreciate you sharing it with, with a, an audience of strangers. I can share um, with you, yeah. Thank you. You're very <laughs> kind. Uh, these are, but uh, we, we got good fans. They're nice people. Uh, mm -hmm. I think your story will be received with, with warmth and grace. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a, it's a heck of a tale. What's your dad up to now? Uh, they just moved. We actually just, well, they sold their old childhood, the old childhood home just recently, and they split the funds. And then they're going through 
Uh, the paperwork, I think, for filing for divorce, and they're going through that. And she's uh, still in New Jersey. Yeah, they're both still in uh, New Jersey. I you really still? want them to move. Uh, talking about going back to the my mom thing. Me and my mom are actually on ridiculously good terms now. Every oh, really? Yeah, okay. me and my mom. Every time we actually do talk, when I moved out from home. Our relationship improved. It was one of those things where, like, we we're just two big personalities and we just butted heads too much and we were both stubborn. And it was one of those things where it's like, I didn't want to be disrespected. She didn't want to be disrespected. But at the same time, I get it, you're a parent, but I still don't want to be disrespected growing up. Okay. And the second that I moved out, our phone calls, like, we we never talked for years. Now our phone calls are literally two hours long. So you've worn toward one another. Really? Okay, yeah, so we're, what? like, on really good terms now. Like, That's Great. That's one of the reasons why I want to go into nursing. Like I, although me and my mom had that huge gap of time where we weren't on good terms, I want to take care of her. Like, and I, I do. I know she's getting older. You know, <laughs> I you do don't know how to... old she is. She won't tell you. But, but, but you know. The... So you're going I into nursing so you can help family. take care of your. Of yeah, your and then also give back. Well, there's there's a lot of yeah. components to it, but yeah. So it's a. Well, uh, I wish you the best in that, uh, yeah. and, and I wish the best future for all your family, wherever mm-hmm. they are, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I thank you for, for sharing this with us. It's a great thank story. Thank you for having me. No problem. <laughs> now we're going to uh, we're gonna transition into the second part of the show, which mm-hmm. is the lightning round, instant noodles. But before we do that, oh, we've got a few thank yous to do here. Okay. First, uh, I want to thank our Patreon producers, Robert Nieder and Xavier Santamon Tremblay, uh, whose continued support. Uh, allows this show to happen. Thank you guys so much. Also to all our Patreon supporters. You can support this uh, show on patreon.com slash Jared Petty and a lot of people do and that keeps the lights on and makes things happy and joyful and changes my life every week. So thank all of you for doing that. Uh, also a uh, pitch out here to the Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group uh, where, uh, uh, which is a wonderful community of people that uh, more and more things are happening in and um, uh, anyway, thanks to everybody who subscribes, watches, listens, reviews, or just enjoys this on their commute every day. If you're sitting in your car or on the train or you're at work right now on third shift uh, or wherever you are listening or watching, you're appreciated. Uh, I'll never have a chance to meet all of you, uh, but all of you I've met have meant a lot to me. So thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Now, speaking of thank yous, our community always has a few thank yous they want to give, and I'm going <laughs> to read a couple of these right now. Alan says, I'm thankful for my friends Derek and Kurt. We're playing Risk right now and having a blast. Risk is so much fun. Yeah? You like Risk? Yeah, my brother's in replay the board game. Growing oh, up. No <laughs> kidding. Are you any good at it? No. No? No, please go ahead. I, I just, <laughs> no. Not good? No. But that was one of the games that we tried to play. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot. Are you one of those jerks who just sits in Australia with all your men on that one island and, and builds no. and builds and builds? Okay, that's, that's one of my brothers, though. Oh, there's always that guy. <laughs> Ben Ekman, wherever you are. This guy from college who would always do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lucas says, thanks to my wife for being amazing and always supportive, even though I'm an overgrown child. <laughs> so I like that one. <laughs> Neko says, I'm eternally grateful to my mother, Maria, who's the strongest person I know and continues to help me immeasurably daily. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Now, a uh, couple of questions here for you, Jackie. First, Zyger, also known as Jonathan, says, I'm supposed to ask you what the name of that one Italian place was we all went to PSX last year for lunch. I have no idea what the name of that is, actually. <laughs> what is, is that... it? Bupa de Beppa? Oh, Buca de Peppo. Buca de Peppo. It's, it's a chain. Yeah, it's, oh, okay, a, it's okay. a kind of a chintzy <laughs> Italian chain. Yeah, okay. It was so, really good. Hi, was, Zyger. All right, so Zyger says hi. That was Fredo off camera, giving the answer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. 
how do you balance your love and relationship needs versus your streaming and gaming obligations? So, I mean, my sleeping schedule has definitely taken a hit. <laughs> I feel like I get a lot less sleep in this relationship, but it's entirely worth it. Like when we aren't doing, when I'm not doing homework, when he's not streaming, we're spending all our time together we're watching movies we love. We're cuddling, we're going out. There's just, we make time. What's the last sweet thing you and Fredo did together? The last sweet thing that me and Fredo, I mean, last night was sweet. <laughs> what was sweet? What? What happened? <laughs> I mean, it was directly after uh, we had dinner. We just cuddle and we spend time and we talk in bed. Like, it's little things. So you can literally just talk in a bed and, like, look in each other's eyes. <laughs> Are you a big spoon or a little spoon? I'm both. Oh, <laughs> I like to be okay. both. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're, you're... I like to be the big spoon a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. So you're a cuddling spork. Just, just whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're diverse. <laughs> All right. Yep. Oh, here's another one. Jesse wants to know, what's your favorite thing to do on date night? My favorite thing to do on date night. I mean, I really enjoy just doing casual dinners or just like dinners and talking. Um, I think one of the biggest things is not enough couples put down their technology uh, while they're out and doing that. And when we do have dinner and when we do go out to eat, we put our technology down and we just focus on each other and actually talk to each other. And Phones away, phones yeah. down, screens off. Mm -hmm. It's you and Fredo. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really big deal, especially when we are so immersed in social media and video games and just everything that we put our we step away from technology from time to time. What's your what's the last sweeter romantic surprise you did for Fredo? The last one I did. I mean, I like to post really like cheesy. Uh, I don't know if they're cheesy, but really romantic. Like the photo I posted when we went out to lunch the other day. Like I like to scream on social media how much I adore him because I do. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I like. I think that's actually a big deal. Like in a relationship, when you're comfortable enough to actually uh, express your relationship on such an open platform like Twitter, or not. I mean, <laughs> you're like shouting it. So that's interesting. In in the quiet moments together, screens off. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to talking about how much you care about him, shout it to thousands oh, of I people. Oh, I could say a million things about him. Like, That's interesting. Like, yeah. What's I, a, I'm so super say proud. One thing, say one thing right now. Uh, I'm ridiculously proud of him, like every all of his endeavors that he does do. I, I'm so grateful for how even after like over a year and like I, I forget how many months we've been together, like every single night he rubs my back. He does little things like it hasn't stopped. I feel like physically and romantically we're just on a whole nother level. Like I have never been so physically attracted to someone in my entire life. Like is, 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 it's, is it, it's a really big deal. Is it the hair or the ears? It's his voice. It's the voice. He's like, hey. He's like, I really like his voice a lot. I'm shockingly masculine. <laughs> uh, how did you two lovebirds meet? That's uh, so general. We were, we were friends for a while. And then we, we just talked more and more and we played video games together. And it got to the point where we eventually watched Netflix together, which is kind of a big deal. <laughs> like, I mean, we watched Daredevil together and that was spending a lot of time together. And then we eventually met in person and it, it was just perfect. For me, it was So that you were least. friends, but you were friends over distance. You hadn't actually yeah, met we face did. to first. Yeah, and then we eventually met. And honestly, like the first time I met him, I was just swooning. I, was, <laughs> I still swoon when I look at you. you know? Did he swoon like, when he looked at you? I hope so. No, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, no like I'm judging your no comments right from the peanut gallery back there behind the camera. Um, all right, let's uh, jump into instant noodles real quick. Okay. You ready? Here oh, we go. Boy. Lightning round. First off, what is best sandwich? Oh God, turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwich. Yeah. Any, anything special about it or just turkey provolone, sandwich? It has to have provolone cheese. It has to have mustard on it. Turkey provolone mustard. Yeah. What kind of bread? Um, wheat. All right. I like wheat. <laughs> What's the best song written in the last 100 years? 
Oh God, I don't know. There's too many good ones. Throw one out there. Got to got to get the people what they need. I don't know. I I'm obsessed with Lady Gaga's new song. If that makes any sense. Which Perfect one? Delusion. Is it the best song written in the last 100 years? No, but it's amazing. So you All should right. check it out. So we'll take there's, that. There's All the Lady Gaga plug. Um, what's the first word you think of when you hear the sound of your own voice? I don't know. Manly. It's kind of manly. Manly. That's the first word you think, you think <laughs> of a manly voice. I don't know. It's not super feminine, right? <laughs> Why do you keep looking at him? Because he's judgy right now. He's like, what the fuck? Fredo, go in the corner. Why the fuck did you just say that? You're you're disturbing the lightning around. All right, let's see. Which favorite flavor ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Love it. Good choice. That's right up. So good. Uh, If you could travel through time and meet any one person, who would you visit? Oh, my God. That's so difficult, too. Yeah, who's it going to be? Just one. I don't person. know Hitler to stop him. <laughs> Hitler to stop him? Like you travel back in time and stop Hitler? Yeah. It's How would you be stop me. him? Would you lock okay. him up? Would you I would assassinate him. him. You would. I would. Yeah, take With him a out. sniper rifle. Really? Are yes. you a good shot? I wish I was a Russian assassin. <laughs> Where does my is, name is Natalia? Do you like... just watch Enemy at the Gates over and over and over again, or, or uh, have you seen that? I, I haven't. That's but... a movie all about Russian snipers. Oh, really? Uh, you should totally watch that. Yeah, it's actually not a great movie, but it's all about Russian snipers. Uh, I wish I, I really want to go to a gun range anytime soon and like learn how to shoot a sniper rifle. Well, we should go. Let's no, go, Darren. We can go to a gun range. Uh, there's a gun range near my house. Actually, we could do that. I left all my firearms in Kentucky, but uh, I, hmm. they have guns you can rent. I hear. So. I've only shot a pistol and a shotgun, but I hmm. really want to shoot a sniper rifle. Uh, a rifle is an interesting weapon to fire it, it it'll um it, it, more than you'd expect especially mm-hmm. with it you're talking about a sniper rifle absolutely yeah. it has a high caliber cartridge and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of kick and getting used to the scope because you're afraid it's going to hit you in the eye at first oh my god uh, until you get used to it because the mm-hmm. scope it, kicks it back, back yeah yeah mm-hmm. when, the, when the gun fires and so and if you don't cradle it right you will hit yourself in the eye so mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta learn that start with a start with a light rifle start with a 22 um and get comfortable shouldering it mm-hmm. and then you switch up to a, a heavier one and and you can, when i shot a shotgun the kickback on that was horrible my like it was bad well probably for for you maybe like a you could start with something like a a, even maybe a 22 hornet which is a high powered like it's a much more powerful 22 round and then build up to that but anyway that's a strange thing but yes we should do that sometime we'll go target shooting sometime um what's the most terrifying creature in the natural world i mean i'm not really i I feel like I can't. Oh, that's hard. I don't like spiders, really. Spiders are annoying. Spiders are a very popular choice is the answer to yeah, that question. Yeah. Yeah. Spiders more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite word? Oh, God. I don't know. I like to say woo a lot. Woo. Well, okay. Yeah, like, that's your favorite word. Okay. Well, I say that a lot when I'm streaming with him when I do something good. I'm just like woo. woo. Where's that come from? I don't know. Out I just started head. doing it. Who was your yeah. first kiss? Who was my first kiss? This kid named Christian. Yeah. How was it? Uh, we were really young. It was basic. It was basic. <laughs> it was very basic. Cake <laughs> or pie? Uh, pumpkin pie. Ooh, Let's be pump- specific. Very specific. Love pumpkin pie. Obsessed. You like nutmeg, do you? I love pumpkin. Yeah. I mean, pumpkin pie is good. It's very I, good. Garrison Keeler says that pumpkin pie is just an excuse to eat nutmeg, but I'm okay with that. Like, the, the flavor is just delightful. It's, mm-hmm. oh, I love do you like... um? Sweet potato pie, though? Very much. I don't for some reason. I can't get past the difference in taste between pumpkin, because I'm obsessed with pumpkin. Oh, they're very sweet, different. Sweet, no, yeah, they're they're very enti- different. yeah, I yeah. just can't do sweet potato pie. No, there's a lot of, there's. A, I've met pies I don't like, but but sweet potato pie I like. But yeah, pumpkin pie is just, it's just delightful, especially really good pumpkin pie. Just awesome. And last one, uh, what's one question you have for me? Uh, what is the craziest thing that you haven't gotten to experience in life yet that you want to experience? Uh, I want to go to space. 
Um, it'll almost, you know, it's not going to happen, but um, if I, that's easy. Um, I would be willing to die in space knowing that I was going to die if it meant I could go to space. Like if I could go on a rocket launch and I could go to space and I could look down on the earth for 10 minutes, that would be worth dying. Like I, I, that's fine. I want to do that. Um, It's the wonder of transcending this planet, which is a, a, earth is, has been kind to us and kind to me, but the chance to step beyond the boundaries of what's possible and, see it would change your context i feel like step mm-hmm, outside mm-hmm. just for a moment you could never think about things the same way again mm-hmm. i want to have my mind open like that even and you know of course i'd prefer to live but you know i want to have my mind open like that and come home and and be a person that's seen earth from space and seen the stars from somewhere besides earth and be changed by that but if it required not being around anymore i would totally make that trade oh my uh, gosh yeah i really i re- that's that would be the dream so, thanks remember, for remember when we first talked when I first met you we talked about Eve online I do remember that <laughs> I feel like I remember like when I met you so I, I remember every moment of it because of you you're just so different like I feel like if I were to work at IGN I would literally want to shadow under you like that you're so sweet <laughs> that's a kind thing to say I had a great conversation we talked for like an hour I know uh, we talked we for never a really met. long time yeah and yeah. we just sat down at that table in the back it was the IGN house party yeah and mm-hmm. uh, uh we were there early for the show and that was a great conversation I yeah. really like you Jackie a lot but that was such a nice thing to say thank mm-hmm. you well guys thank you for watching and listening uh to Jackie M Butler uh, yeah thanks uh, for having me where can they find you <laughs> at Jackie M Butler Mm-hmm. on twitter they are on twitter and that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of your domain right? yeah, yeah on everything mm-hmm. that's where you do things so, uh yep. uh what anything they should be looking forward to <laughs> no not really you don't know when this Fredo is going streams, up yeah, yeah. okay I don't, cool. yeah i don't know when this is going up so yeah. all right great well yeah. hey guys uh, thank you so much for watching i hope you follow jackie uh keep up with what she's up to and until next time bye-bye bye